Jessica, the first year you played fantasy football, you won the championship of that league. What do you remember most about Sweet Sweet Victory that year? Using Jamal Charles and Des Bryant to whoop your butt in the championship. Damn, that's cold. Welcome to the Fantasy Finish Line Podcast. My name is Dave. I'm your host tonight. Uh, Jason has the the day off, and we'll be resuming back with the regular team next week. But I'm joined in the studio here with my fiance, Jessica Robertson. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Show them your ring. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, cheers to Jess, who also plays fantasy football, as you heard. And she beat me the first year that we ever played uh, together in a league. And she had Des Bryant, Jamal Charles, and I think she beat me by like 40 points. It was insane. It was a wonderful (laughs) and horrible moment all wrapped up into one right there. For you. For me, right. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to uh, begin the show like we always do, wondering what you are drinking this evening do you know what kind of beer you have queued up? I do. So I am drinking from our local um, brewery establishment, Scorched Earth, um, in in Algonquin. Almost at Crystal Lake. <laughs> um, so this is a Goes Ale. I think you were drinking it a week or two ago, but you failed to uh, elaborate on the fantastic name of it. Well, that's um, why that's why we have Jan here. Yeah, too. yeah. Uh, so I'm drinking the Fraternity House. So yes, it's this Goes Ale. Uh, fermented with blackberry, boysenberry, and Cabernet Sauvignon grapes. Super fancy. Well, I like the super fancy. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I've got Giant Killer India Pale Ale uh, from Scorched Earth Brewing Company as well. So we're supporting the local brewery. Uh, we're here to, uh, to, to provide some fantasy football news to all of you folk. Of course, we are live here on Mixler. And for those of you who are listening on a audio recording, and after the show, you're welcome to tune in on Wednesdays, which is our normal day of broadcast at 9 p.m. Central Time, and we'll be happy to uh, answer questions or comments that come in live on the show. Moving on here to uh, the end of bye weeks, cheers. Let's get that in. All right. So cheers to not having to worry about bye weeks anymore. Um, the important stuff in fantasy football, of course, is always there, but what's really nice is not having to worry about, uh, guys dropping off your lineup like flies because of their scheduled day of rest. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have the rest, but damn, if it isn't an inconvenience for me. Oh my God. And when you know that you're a good team and the only reason you're going down is because some of those people are on your bench. (sighs) It's a rough day. It's a rough one. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. (laughs) Well, why don't we start the show by uh, talking about some some injuries, and of course, we'll we'll go ahead and talk about each position, the people that are majorly injured, and some people that are coming back from injury in those positions. First, we'll talk about Carson Wentz um, and and all the quarterbacks. But Carson Wentz on the Philadelphia Eagles with a hand injury, 
he and the entire Eagles offense have struggled a lot. So I'm I'm one of those people that did draft Wentz at the beginning of the season. I like the Eagles and what they were doing in previous years, but they've had a lot of problems with their wide receivers remaining healthy, etc. And now he has a bruised right hand. He's not expected to actually miss um, any substantial time or any time at all because he is questionable for uh, his appearance this week. But anytime a quarterback is dealing with some issues in their throwing hand, and his right hand is, of course, his throwing hand, it's worth talking about. Uh, he, again, the wide receivers have been a problem for a lot of the year for him with Deshaun Jackson out all the time, Alshon Jeffrey out, Nelson Aguilar out, or if he's in, he's not catching the balls, which is... Again, a disappointment. And they are 5-6 and six in one game behind the Cowboys. So if if there's a, a time to, to make things happen for Wentz, it is right now. It's the final five weeks of the season. And to be honest with you, I'm probably not going to start him in any um, in any leagues where I do have Wentz because I want to I want him to kind of prove it first. You know, and with quarterbacks. It's it's so important that they have the playmakers and they have those those plays being called in a way that you can trust on a week to week basic basis and that's not really there with Carson right now so I'm going to wait on him. Uh, there are some other injuries around the league. Dwayne Haskins, um, but he should probably be all right. But he's not playable really except in a super flex league that's pretty deep. You have guys like Matt Stafford who are still um, he's still not practicing because of the fractures in his back. And it looks like, actually, the Detroit Lions may not have a quarterback if, um, if their backup cannot go ahead and, and get it going this week either. So Jeff Driscoll, if he can't get healthy, Matt Stafford's definitely not going to play this week. That could be a huge problem for them against the Bears. That said, because they are the Chicago Bears this year, Detroit could find a way to beat them even if they had um, TJ Hawkinson throwing the ball at quarterback. Hey, you're not wrong. <laughs> Let's talk about the running backs. Expected back soon are Jordan Howard. Um, he's a Philadelphia Eagles running back with a shoulder injury. They actually signed Jay Ajayi uh, from the free agent list, and they also have Miles Sanders. They have a couple other guys that have been rotating in at that position. But again, when we talk about the Eagles, the offense hasn't gotten it going very much, and they don't have a running back certainly that has taken the bulk of the load, uh, at least since Howard had started doing that earlier in the season. So him coming back in from an injury where he was out a couple weeks, he's not really uh, a guy that I would recommend playing. Devonta Freeman on the Atlanta Falcons with a foot injury. Looks like he might come back this week. Brian Hill was uh, was subbing for him for a while. But Brian Hill was so horrible. He actually had a yards per carry of 1.83 yards. Uh, and so that's over the last couple of games. Just just a terrible job. I really dodged a bullet on that one. Were I was you, trying to get him last two weeks ago, I think it was. Um, you were going to pick up Hill? Yeah, I tried. And luckily, someone beat me out. Ah, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> it's not often where you're like, oh, thank God somebody beat me to that waiver wire pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, again, same kind of situation with Jordan Howard, except Devonta Freeman will definitely get the bulk of the carries on the Atlanta Falcons. The problem with the Falcons is that they just haven't gotten the run game going all season. They can definitely move the ball with Matt Ryan, but in this game, where and we'll talk about this in a little bit, with Julio Jones, who might not play this upcoming week, it could be a, a real problem to play a guy like Devonta Freeman. So that's a person that you only want to throw in there if you absolutely have to. Uh, Chase Edmonds from the Arizona Cardinals with a hamstring, who looks like he might come back. And... 
I, I think that uh, Kenyon Drake has sort of taken over the backfield while David Johnson has some issues right now. Uh, David Johnson may get healthy later in the season, but a lot of people in redraft leagues have been dra- uh, dropping him, which is kind of crazy. Um, I can't say it's the wrong move. I just think it's a little nutty. But Chase Edmonds, as the original backup who came in and scored, I think, three touchdowns in one game, got everybody all fired up. He may be the the guy to come in with Drake in a real committee, at least until David Johnson can prove himself ready to start again. So even though the Arizona Cardinals have a really exciting offense that they're featuring, Kyler Murray's doing really well, Christian Kirk's doing pretty well as well, um, it's difficult for me to recommend a guy like Chase Edmonds if he comes back because Kenyon Drake seems to have the foothold there for the time being. So again, not a recommended start. James Conner on the Pittsburgh Steelers with a shoulder injury. It doesn't look like he'll be back this week. The latest news says that he needs a little bit of time to rest. Um, They do have Benny Snell, who has been in there just recently. This last game did a really nice job, and he will be mentioned in our waiver wire pickups that we'll go over. Benny Snell, a guy who's going to be really popular tonight, people picking up uh, waivers off the wire. Um, Talking about injuries in general, Jess, are there any that have affected you this year that you've been really uh, upset about? Really upset. Um, Yes and no. Um, luckily my other injuries, I was able to get over pretty easily. Um, had some tough positions at tight end, uh, with George Kittle, mm-hmm. um, was very nervous about him coming back this week, as I know you were as well, went ahead and started him, um, again, was very, very nervous about that. And he really pulled through. So, you know, I'm always on the fence about these injuries. When a person comes back, do you trust them the first week? I usually don't, but Again, tight end is a difficult position to fill sometimes. Um, And I went for it, and it paid off, at least in a PPR league. Good for you. And we have wide receiver and tight end coming up to chat about right after this musical break. We got married in a fever, hotter than a pepper sprout. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. I'm going to Jackson. I'm going to mess around. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Look out, Jackson Town. Love that song. By the way, the music tonight is brought to you by Jason, who would normally be here. But like I said, he's taken the evening off. And Jason would love for me to say, I'm sure, that every single time we have a podcast, at least in the past couple of years, we've had a musical theme. And that's true tonight as well. So if you can guess what that musical theme is, try to figure out why all these songs belong together this particular evening, uh, let me know at Dave at Drink5.com or Jason at Drink5.com or through Facebook or Twitter. Reach out to us and let us know what you think the theme is. And if you're right, we will send you some kind of a prize. And Jess, yeah. don't don't say anything uh, during the show if you come up with it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is it may be relevant this week. Might not be next week. Might not have been last week. Aha. Aha. All right. We are looking at, uh, let's see, uh, Golden Tate at wide receiver and uh he has a concussion the 
Golden Tate slammed the back of his head on the ground while catching a touchdown. And that was his third in the last two games, uh, the fourth quarter against the Bears. When someone suffers a concussion, usually um, they, they'll be somewhere where uh, they're in the protocol. But Tate is probably going to, uh, he's probably going to have the same kind of issues now uh, that a lot of other people have had in the NFL, where we, we talk about Sterling Shepard missing six games. And the tight end, Rhett Ellison there, also dealing with a concussion. And Evan Engram battling a midfoot sprain. The Giants being one of the worst teams record-wise in the NFL, I, I really don't think that... Um, I, I really don't think that, that he's going to be able to come back or do much uh, this particular week. If he does, that's fine. But but remember that the Giants are probably going to be um, trying out some, some people that they, they don't normally try to pass the ball to, to kind of explore the offense of their team. And uh, I, I wouldn't be starting any of the regular starters that you normally would on the Giants, except, of course, for Saquon Barkley, and we can get into him later. But, man, has he been a disappointment in general this week, uh, or this year, rather. Have you? Do you have Saquon on any of your teams, Jess? I do not. Okay. I do not. And I'm only in two leagues, um, three originally. Got eliminated in week nine. Props to those who are still in that league. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, no Saquon Barkley for me. Well, I should ask, are there any people on your teams that you have right now that have been disappointing? <laughs> well, sure. Um, it's hard to say where to begin with that one. Um, I am seven and five in one of my leagues. Uh, I was doing way better at the beginning of the season, was just on a losing streak by weeks and everything. Um, so that really might've been more of it, but you know, as long as you have a handful of guys, uh, that can hold their own, uh, a couple of crappy, you know, point weeks now and then, uh, for a single player here and there isn't the worst case scenario no um as far as someone who has just been completely completely shitting the bed <laughs> uh hmm i would say not super happy with alan robinson the second and Allen Robinson's a good example of someone who has been good up until the point where their quarterback struggled, where a lot of those problems have to be specific to the quarterback. And that guy is, of course, Mitchell Trubisky. Mm -hmm. So uh, everyone last year was looking at him to take a step up to be one of those guys that could be a top 10 or certainly a top 15 quarterback, and that didn't happen. So every game where he's been disappointing, Allen Robinson has also suffered a little bit. Yeah, but, he's just been very inconsistent. But last week, did you start him last week? Because he did have a great game. I did. And well, I was happy about that. But the week before that, he scored me 1.5 points. Yeah, that's pretty rough. So that's, I mean, that's a top toss-up. You know, you got these people who are supposed to be really good, and it's like, how do I not start them? Um, especially when the Bears need people who can control the ball um but yeah that's that's a tough one i hear you listen uh it looks like we were having some tip, uh, technical difficulties earlier and not being able to play the music or at least uh, you guys not hearing it out there because we were certainly enjoying it from these seats that we're in right now but i'd like to to try again let me know if uh if you can hear it out there okay we're, we're gonna go through the first two songs and, and just see if if you can hear them <laughs>
All right, great. It's good to know that uh, that the music's coming through now. So let's let's put on that second tune. See if you guys can uh, catch the drift that we're trying to throw out to you. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jess and I will take a little shot here. Hotter than a pepper sprout. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. I'm going to Jackson. I'm gonna mess around. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Look out, Jackson Town. We'll go. All right, so like I said, uh, there there is a, a competition going on right now. If you know what the themes of those songs are, please don't say it in the chat room. Just email Dave at Drink5 or Jason at Drink5, and we'll send you a little prize if you are able to guess it. And I did get a, a lineup question already here in the chat room. That question is, let's see... Uh, in half PPR, start one of these guys, uh, Christian Kirk, Jarvis Landry, or Cortland Sutton. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and take a look at where I have those guys currently. So I have, I have Jarvis Landry at 18 currently in half PPR, uh, Cortland Sutton in 21, and uh, Christian Kirk is set up in, let's see where he is, uh, number 32. Um, those could move around, of course, uh, especially tomorrow before the games, depending on what happens in injury reports and in practices. But I would definitely say that for right now, uh, did he say start one, Jess? Yes, yes, yeah. start one. So to start one for for right now, I would start I would start Jarvis Landry against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh has a, a great defense. They've they've already shown that. However, uh, Landry appears to be. Um, the the number one wide receiver on that offense as far as volume over the course of the year. And it's obvious to me that uh, Pittsburgh is going to try and shut down the, the big Odell Beckham, who, of course, if he gets passes, they'll be for 20 yards, 30 yards, whereas Landry is a little bit more of a possession receiver. So I would start Landry um, in a half PPR, especially because he's probably going to get the highest volume of targets on that particular offense in Cleveland. And he's kind of a sure thing, regardless of who they're playing. Uh, he's that guy who Baker Mayfield is passing it off to. Now, if you don't like Cleveland just because you don't like him, Cortland Sutton's been a, a great option all year, and he's stepped up as the number one guy there in Denver. But again, Denver has issues because we're not talking about their regular quarterback in Joe Flacco. We're not talking about their quarterback of the future um, in Drew Locke. Instead, we have uh, the quarterback that's right now, who I believe is Brandon Allen. And Sutton is still doing well, so he's not a person to shy away from. But because you have a quarterback that doesn't have a lot of tape on him, you don't really know what the chemistry looks like long term, or if he'll even be the quarterback for the whole game, uh, Sutton is a little bit more of a roll of the dice. So I would go with Landry uh, to answer your question. And please let us know if you have any other lineup questions, and we'll be happy to field those. I am going to go ahead and jump into a couple more wide receivers. Hunter Renfro on the Oakland Raiders. So you're familiar with Renfro. Didn't you start him, Jess, on one of the games recently? Let's see. 
Didn't you start a Renfro? I'm trying to remember if I actually started him. He's a he's a wide receiver. Uh, no, actually, looks like I did not actually end up starting him. Okay. So that was uh, kind of lucky. Well, <laughs> he he has a punctured lung and a rib injury. And John Gruden said losing him is a big, big loss for our team. Um, he's, he's pretty much in the category of we might not see him again in fantasy football. And that's too bad because he did, uh, he did pretty well. He was averaging six targets in the last four games. Um, the Raiders, though, have had serious problems as of late. In fact, uh, their quarterback, Derek Carr, was benched uh, during the game last week, and I didn't expect that kind of a move at all. Um, the wide receivers they have beyond Tyrell Williams are Zay Jones and basically the tight end, Darren Waller. So this might be helpful for Darren Waller to not have Renfro there because he's actually been suffering a little bit in targets with the return of Williams. But can you really trust the Raiders' offense? I don't think so. Uh, they seem like they're settling back into what they really are right now, which is a less than 500 team. That's my opinion of that offense, but we'll see what happens for sure. Um, expecting uh, Tyreek Hill back, he had a hamstring and he was uh, sitting out some of that game. A lot of you with Tyreek Hill may have lost uh, the previous matchup before the bye week because he was out. So Patrick Mahomes didn't have his favorite target to throw the ball to. Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings also with a hamstring because that stretch middle of the year is really the soft tissue uh, injury prime. And then Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Philadelphia Eagles with an ankle. But how, how much can we harp on the, the Eagles right now with all of their injuries? I mean, we gotta, we got to just stop talking about them, right? I, I'd say pretty much don't play anyone on the Eagles right now except for, except for Zach Ertz. He's the only real fantasy safe guy and, and Dallas Goddard. Those tight ends um, are getting a lot more targets just recently because because of uh, the fact that all of the wide receivers are having such major problems. Um, and also in, in chat, we were talking uh, about Julio Jones. Julio Jones missed his, uh, his second straight practice, and, and that's not real great for us right now. Um, I am one of those people that have Jones on the team who has done so well for me this year. Even though he hasn't scored a ton of touchdowns, he's, he's been there with the, with the amount of receptions and the yardage, etc. He had an injury to the shoulder that he sustained last Sunday against Tampa Bay, and he played through the injury. But I don't know if there's going to be real positive news for us about Julio Jones this week in general. In fact, one of the waiver wire pickups that we're going to talk about, his name is Gage, and he's a guy who uh, will basically come in to try to suck up some of those targets. I do hope that on Wednesday we, we see some promising news about Jones, but I'm, I'm not too optimistic. Um, it did look like it was an injury that was fairly serious. However, as... Uh, as Jason pointed out to me when we were talking uh, off uh, off the air the other day, um, I think they play on Thursday. And so the good news about that is that being one of the first couple games, there's always going to be someone that you can slot in for him if he's not able to play. So make sure to watch that. And uh, let's see. Let's, let's move on to tight ends. Eric Ebron from the Colts with an ankle injury. It looks like uh, Ebron is out for the rest of the fantasy season by being put on injured reserve. 
So those of you who had Ebron, he was doing pretty well. Unfortunately, uh, he's had ankle problems for most of the season. And I guess uh, the news is he needs he needs ankle surgery on both of his ankles. So that means he's not a lock to play uh, you know, for right now or for the rest of the season. And it could be an issue for him starting next year as well. Uh, Ebron did lead the team in yards and catches. Uh, four for 44 in week 12. And if that tells you anything about the Colts passing offense, it tells you that they need some people to get healthy real quick. Now, what that does mean for people looking for tight ends is that Jack Doyle will probably get a higher um, uptick in targets because Ebron is out. They were splitting snaps previously. So Doyle is there. Uh, Brissett, unfortunately, has only thrown one touchdown in his last four games. So although he was a great quarterback to start the season, right now does not seem to be that guy. So I would shy away from Colts, but if you have to play a tight end right now, uh, Jack Doyle is a guy that I could recommend because he's going to get all the tight end snaps in that offense. And lastly, uh, Austin Hooper is not expected back. He has those same continuing knee problems. It's something that we should look at um, every single week because I do think he'll be back here in, in week 14 or week 15. It looks like, and according to coaches' reports and news from beat reporters, he's struggling and trying to come back um, before the end of the fantasy season. And he didn't specifically say that, unless maybe he has himself on his fantasy roster. And he just needs some points, man. You know, what are you going to do? Sometimes you just need those points, right? Right. Well, and if, uh, if you're like me and you're nervous to play someone who's fresh back from an injury, um, we know, as I mentioned before, that George Kittle performed this week. Fantastic. So we can go forward knowing that he's good to go? Totally. And that is so great because uh, all the people that have Kittle on their squads, and you know he was drafted usually in the top three rounds or so of, of redraft leagues, um, are going to depend on him in the fantasy playoffs. Now, we haven't seen all that we're going to see about uh, the injury he has because if you're dealing with a small fracture in the ankle, which is, is what has been reported, it could pretty much at any time worsen or get better. Um, they let him sit for as long as they could, but, I mean, the 49ers are playing the Ravens this week, and the Ravens are on fire. So the 49ers need every single person healthy if they have a chance of beating them. So uh, with that, let's uh, let's play this particular tune and, and just think about the, the possibilities of the Ravens losing to the 49ers. And even if they don't, what a good game that's going to be. All right. 
Thank you guys again for listening to the show this evening. And remember, if you do know the theme of the songs we're playing, please do go ahead and email Jason at drink5.com or Dave at drink5.com with your guests. And uh, we're doing one more little shot here. This one goes out to my first waiver pick that I'm going to talk to, Sam Darnold. Cheers to Sam. <laughs> Tell me what you see. Oh. oh, sorry, that was just a ghost. Right, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but seriously, week 13 is here right now, and waiver picks are among the f- most important this week. So maybe you have a secure position in the playoffs, thinking about matchups going forward, or who you could pick up to play in the first few rounds of the playoffs could make or break your team at this point. On the other hand, picking up players just to block other teams that are in need at various positions is certainly on the table still. And and no one ever said that the path to the fantasy championship had to be a particularly righteous one. You know, that's a fun move to make. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's all fair. Um, in fantasy and war? Uh, yes. Is that how it works? I had a buddy of ours this <laughs> week talking about how he's not going to make the playoffs and how he's just going to stop picking people up. And I'm like, dude, you can't do that. You don't make it so easy for all the other people. They beat you. Make them feel bad about it. <laughs> oh, man. Make them feel bad about it. That's rough, Jess. But I, I get it. I get it. Now, you're still gloating about Jamal Charles and his 80,000 touchdowns against me in, uh, what is it, probably like 2013 or something at this point? Like, you should find out. Look, look, see if you can find out when your first uh, fantasy year was. Because at this point, you're a seasoned veteran. <laughs> I suppose so. Let's see. So let's talk about waiver wire pickups. Uh, quarterbacks, Sam Darnold is the first guy I wanted to mention. Now he's, I'm only going to talk about guys that, uh, are owned in less than 50% of Yahoo leagues. And I'm also going to tell you where we currently have them ranked in the drink five rankings. I, as a side note, do the rankings every week. Um, I will put the, uh, the rankings up on Tuesday evenings. Unfortunately, I don't have them up on the website right now, but if you're listening to this, uh, as a recorded broadcast, they will already be up at drink5.com along with our other articles. So please go and check them out. However, they are always up on Tuesday at fantasypros.com, a site in which we participate and we love uh, to to use as uh, a device for our own fantasy leagues. Not to mention uh, the fact that they have their their own kinds of tools and utilities that you can use if you decide to go ahead and and do it with them. Sam Darnold, New York Jets, 40% owned. That is number 12 quarterback ranked on our list. Now, he put together his third straight game that was pretty good, completing 20 out of 29 pass attempts for 314 yards and two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And Darnold looks really good right now. And this is kind of how we looked at the Jets as being earlier in the season, to be completely honest with everybody. Um, we looked at them as being a team with a surging offense. And it looks like that might be happening towards the end of this season. There's a lot of periods there, I know. Uh, See if you can stay with me. Ryan Tannehill, uh, 27% owned on Yahoo. Drink 5's number 19 quarterback. So both of those guys are in the top 20, uh, which is reasonable as a start if you have a deep redraft league. And certainly if you have a super flex league, they are both starts. Ryan Tannehill had a four-touchdown day. They won over the Jaguars 42-20. to 20. 
He didn't have a lot of passing attempts. He only had 18. He completed 14 of those, however, for 259 yards and two touchdowns. The reason why you always want to start Tannehill if he's a starting quarterback is because he kind of cheats the system a little bit, much like Lamar Jackson, except at kind of a, a junior level. Uh, he, he rushed seven times for 40 yards and two touchdowns. So this is the optimum game that a, a Tannehill could provide you. I hope that the people that had Tannehill rostered played him last week. I don't expect for that to continue. However, I do expect for him to continue to be in the top 20 quarterbacks week to week as long as he's the starter on that team. Let's look at uh, the running backs that I have on my list here. Uh, number one is Bo Scarborough. Uh, Jess, are you familiar with Bo Scarborough? Uh, I was just looking at a report earlier um, about you know options to pick up for this week. And I saw him, but uh, not really familiar with his history. Well, sure. To be the, fair. <laughs> the funny thing is, and the reason I asked you is because not many people are familiar with Bo. Okay, right? so I'm the majority here. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Detroit's backfield in general, it's just full of people that no one really knows of. You've got, you know, J.D. McKissick and, and all these guys. You said, why don't we put them in? Well, you might as well just roll the dice because no one knows really who he is. But he is kind of my... Uh, I won't say that the top running back pickup, but he is clearly owned in a lot of leagues. He's 43% owned on Yahoo right now. He's the number 31 running back. So out of all the four running backs that I'm going to go over, he's the second highest rated. Now, he looks like he might be the guy because he had 18 carries for 98 yards against the Redskins. Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick, who are those other I-don't-know-who-they-are guys, they combined to only have five carries and 14 yards. Yeah, I put some faith in McKissick. Uh, last week? Well, you should drop the McKissick. Didn't go well. I think he's already <laughs> dropped. There you go. <laughs> I, I like I like people that, that play uh, somebody, they have a really bad experience with them, and then just drop them like immediately after they play them. Just drop them. <laughs> we should get back to that segment. Just drop them, man. <laughs> just drop them. So, uh, so Bo Scarborough is a guy that you should you should really look at and keep in mind. Obviously, Kerryon Johnson's not coming back this year. Obviously, Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick can't get the job done, and they're not hiring any other free agents. They're in this in this day and age where they are in the season. I think they're what are they? Uh, they're like three and eight or something. They they're they're not very good right now. So they are not going to be spending money on somebody to try to get them somewhere they're not going. So Bo Scarborough is a guy who might just end up running his way to a an above-average uh, fantasy start each week. Uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, so this week, I had to pick someone up to fill in for a running back. Sure. Um, you know, by weeks and everything. Uh, went with Jonathan Williams. Right. And it really paid off for me. Is he a start this week? I mean, obviously, maybe he's not, you know... A waiver wire pickup this week. Maybe everyone already did that, but will you continue playing him going forward? You know, I don't know what the Yahoo ownership percentage is on him, but I guarantee you it's higher than fifty percent. It's about sixty-four percent. Yeah, there you go. It's just about. It's about exactly sixty-four percent. It is um, <laughs> uh, a, an increase of two percent. So I have from jo- last week. I have Jonathan Williams in half PPR, ranked number twenty. That's in between Devin Singletary, who's the truth from Buffalo, oh, the truth. Uh, and Austin Eckler on the Chargers, and. Jonathan Williams was great, and there's no reason for me to think that he's not going to continue down that path uh, on the Colts' offense, which should be better. But right now, when they can't get a lot going in the passing offense, where do they turn? Uh, they they turn to you know the rushing offense, and and didn't he also uh, catch some balls in the backfield? Do you have stats on him? Yes, he did. Let's see. 
I got those stats. She got, got stats. I got stats for you. <laughs> got some hard stats for you. Uh, okay, so 26 rushing attempts, 104 yards, uh, one rushing touchdown, three receptions, three targets, three receptions, FYI, mm-hmm. um, for 17 yards. So not a lot of yardage, but, you know, a couple passes there. Well, when we look for what people are doing in the backfield, we want to see are they being targeted a lot. It's not really about the yardage for a lot of those running backs, but the fact that they are being targeted in PPR, that gives you that that immediate boost. So Jonathan Fantastic. Williams, I mean, look at those stats. I would be happy if Saquon Barkley did that because you know what? He's not. He's not as good as Jonathan Williams right now. So this is the kind of uh, the part of the year where you're playing these guys that you either didn't, if you haven't heard of before, you've never had on your team before, or you didn't think that you would pick up and play because of injuries. With Marlon Mack out, it looks like they are going to Naheem Hines a lot as well. Um, but neither him nor Jordan Wilkins seem to be the guy that they trust. They're looking at uh, Jonathan Williams to to really manage that backfield. So absolutely, 100%. If he's still available, pick him up. But he shouldn't be available in your league. If he is available in your league, maybe find another league. <laughs> or keep making money from yours, depending on how, how much money you get at the end of it, right? Um, let's talk about Rashad Penny a little bit. Rashad Penny uh, owned in 21% of Yahoo leagues. He's our number 36 running back in half PPR, and he had 129 yards and a touchdown. And he outtouched Chris Carson with 14 rushes to Carson's eight. Now Carson has had a lot of fumbles this year. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I believe the fumble he had at the end of the the game, towards the end of the game um, this past week, was his seventh of the year which is really, really heavy. That's a lot of fumbles. And the the coach of the Seahawks has been noted as saying, we're going to stick with Carson. Carson's our guy. Um, you know, And he still is saying that, except now he's kind of like, but also Penny's our guy. You know, so, so what that means in coach speak is that we're looking at probably a running back by committee. But if you pick up Penny to play him as a starter... I think they're still going to try to to make Carson the main guy. And if he's not fumbling, if he's not having issues with ball control, you might be pretty disappointed. However, anybody who has a game like that, 129 and a touch, um, with the issues compounded with Chris Carson's fumbles, you have to think maybe this is the right time. Um, so it's a good pickup, definitely. But go into this relationship with caution. Yeah, go in with caution. Proceed with <laughs> caution, friends. <laughs> Um, let's see, Raheem Mostert, uh, he is 13% owned in Yahoo Leagues, and he's our number 44 running back, which is a little bit low. It's kind of like a flex play here. Uh, part of the reason why the ranking is so low is because we don't know if Matt Breida is still going to be sidelined with an ankle injury, but it looks like he's still not healthy. And while Breida isn't healthy, then Mostert is the number two guy. Actually, uh, during the um, injuries portion, I was going to say, what do you think is going on with Breda? Mm-hmm. So here we are. Here we are. And and Mostert had uh, six rushes, um, which is a third street uh, third straight game with that many rushes, and picked up forty five yards and a touchdown, one catch for twenty two. So here's a guy who might be a questionable fantasy asset unless he scores a touchdown. However, as a flex position, is a desperation position, if you if you have a lot of injuries, he's not a bad play. Now, going up against Baltimore uh, this particular week, the pretty much the only way that he's going to be playable is if he scores a touchdown. And if you know ahead of time if people are scoring touchdowns, then please let me know how you know. 
and uh, I could use that information. I would appreciate that. Uh, now let's talk about the last guy that we mentioned earlier, which was Benny Snell Jr. from Pittsburgh Steelers. 6% owned in Yahoo Leagues and are 29 running backs. So of those four guys we mentioned, Bo Scarborough, Rashad Penny, Raheem Mostert, and Benny Snell Jr., uh, Benny is actually the highest rated running back at a position that I would play him as a running back two, uh, to, uh, um, depending on how your, how your league was, a running back two to flex. Um, and I would say he might be here on out an every week starter based on his usage uh, by the Steelers and his health and how he looked until James Conner shows back up. Now, Snell came back after being injured for three games. Uh, playing against the Bengals, he had 21 carries for 98 yards and a catch. He's not really utilized in the backfield as far as um, uh, a receiving back. But they have other guys there that they can toss the ball to, like Jalen Samuels. Uh, a lot of people, myself included, have, have told um, fantasy players, if James Conner is out, start Jalen Samuels. But we've also discussed, Jason and I, on previous podcasts, that Jalen Samuels is much, much better catching the pass in the backfield in the open spaces, only occasionally doing those uh, run-through-the-tackle kind of plays. He's not really built for that. And the Steelers have reinforced this behavior by taking Benny Snell and saying, you get all of them, 21 carries for 98 yards. And the Steelers have always chosen one guy for that position in the past. And Snell is now their guy. So while he might not get the passes in the backfield, I, I expect him to get every single one, basically, of the through the tackles, um, short yardage, goal line runs, all of them. And, and so he is the guy to own, and he's only 6% owned. Now, how long is James Conner going to be out for? I don't know, but I am 95% uh, sure that Conner is not going to play this week against Cleveland. So if you can pick up Benny Snell and you need someone to play at the running back position, this is pretty much a solid lock of the week running back two that you can put on your team. So um, of those guys we mentioned, Bo Scarborough, Rashad Penny, Raheem Mostert, and Benny Snell, are, are you looking at any running backs this week? Are you looking at picking up any of those guys? I still have to analyze what's going on in my leagues this week, but um, you know when I get down to it in a couple hours, um, <laughs> you know I am interested to see uh, you know how things play out with Snell. So um, you know the Steelers have a lot of injuries right now; they need some good guys, and you know if he can pull through for them, then go Steelers. So I might have my eye on him, but uh, anyone who's in my leagues who's listening right now, please don't take advantage of that <laughs> said, insider information. Please don't pick up Snell on the waivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suggest uh, that even if you are in leagues with me, that you should, because that's the highest rated guy for this week. Sorry, Jess. Tight. It, it is what it is. But at least my instincts were right.
All right. And and to uh, Jason's suggestion earlier in the chat room, I think perhaps uh, Jess and I might take a little uh, a shot. By the way... Um, and as Auntie pointed out, if you do half shots, you can do more of them. <laughs> well, that's always we're good. getting old. <laughs> hey, Tuesday's the new uh, Black Wednesday, right? Is that so? <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> so we're looking at uh, wide receivers, and uh, cheers to those wide receivers, Jess. Just looking for something to cheers to here. Cheers um, them. <laughs> Darius Slayton is the first guy on my list who's 25% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Drink 5, number 49 wide receiver. And yes, we're getting down into it. All the guys here actually is a wide receiver that we're going to talk about are ranked between 49, uh, sorry, 48 and 54 on my rankings. So uh, cheers to the guys in, I don't know, the, the sixth, seventh tier. <laughs> Seven tier wide receivers. Here we go. So Slayton, everyone was a little worried uh, when Sterling Shepard came back. Is that going to be a big issue for Slayton? He did still uh, end up having four catches uh, for 67 yards. And in week 10, he had a much bigger role. But it looks like he uh, has a solid role for himself in that offense. That's great. Uh, Golden Tate, like we mentioned earlier, might miss this week. I, in fact, expect him to, but we'll see how that works. But if he does miss this week, Darius Slayton is a guy to own if you like rolling the dice. And that's, are you going to start a wide receiver or a running back on the Washington Redskins, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the New York Giants, the Miami Dolphins? If you do, you just like rolling the dice, right? You like playing craps. You like playing blackjack. You like pulling the hand of a slot machine. That's fine. Sometimes that's what gets you to win those weeks. So if you like those risky plays, Darius Slayton is not a bad one. Uh, James Washington, again, from the Steelers. And I, I say that pretty much only because I'm a fan, so I like when they pop up here. Um, it's been an interesting go for the Steelers in general. Washington is 20% owned in Yahoo Leagues and the number 51 wide receiver overall this particular week. The reason why James Washington is showing up, of course, is because Mason Rudolph was benched um, unceremoniously last week in their matchup against the Bengals because he couldn't cut it against the Cincinnati Bengals. And if any quarterback can't cut it against the O oh and whatever <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals, it's time to put in your duck calling uh, backup. And that's what they did. So Devlin Hodges, uh, or the, what they call Duck Dynasty, because I think he's a world championship duck caller, which is insane. <laughs> Um, he uh, threw a 79-yard pass to James Washington for a touchdown on, I'm pretty sure, the second play after he came back. And and that's nuts. But you know what? I mean, they're looking for a spark, and you never know where you can find that kind of a spark. Maybe it is in James Washington, especially because Juju Schuster is still sidelined with uh, with his injuries uh, from the previous games, uh, as well as James Conner, who's still not out there. So they have a Deontay Johnson that just came back, a whole bunch of no-name wide receivers like Deion Kane, who they uh, uh, promoted from the practice, practice squad, and a tight end in Vance McDonald and Nick Vanett, who have been good blockers, but let's be honest, uh, are not really usable in fantasy this season, at least not with this quarterback situation. So he is a deep threat that could go for another 60, 70-yard touchdown versus the Cleveland Browns this upcoming week. Talked about slot machines. If you're interested, you know, it's those high roller ones. You put in $20, you pull the slot, 
you might win a thousand dollars or you might lose all your money. That's the kind of thing I feel that James Washington is right now. Um, AJ Brown uh, is 17% owned in Yahoo leagues and the number 48 wide receiver. He was more owned in Yahoo leagues earlier this year. If anyone remembers, uh, he had a couple really big games with Mariota, but the problem with the Titans is that they haven't had good quarterback play for a long time. When Ryan Tannehill came back in, and he's also a waiver wire guy that we talked about earlier in the broadcast, that he has actually uh, breathed a little bit more new life into A.J. Brown. He is a second rounder this year, so he is a rookie from Ole Miss. He had four catches for 135 yards and a touchdown this past week. And he actually was the the team's target leader a lot of people think that that should be Corey Davis on a week-by-week basis, but all of us fantasy players know Corey Davis has had all the chances in the world, and he's just not that good. So Tannehill seems to like him. Uh, the coach staff seems to like him. They're calling plays for him. He's an excellent, excellent receiver as far as all we can see uh, from the way that he's catching the ball, the routes that he's running, etc. And he looked to be really good uh, in a Titans offense that was just kicking the crap out of their opponent this past week. So I think we might see a, a sort of end-of-the-year uh, uptick in A.J. Brown. And right now, the fact that he's 17% owned, you got to jump on that if you have a spot on your team. Um, Jess, do you have room on your team to put an A.J. Brown in there? Possibly. But I have a question. Okay, so I'm looking at a list here. Um, recommended five, by Fantasy Pros, which you are also affiliated with uh, as a Drink 5 writer. Right. Um... This is the week 13 waiver wire rankings, and I'm confused by number two on the list here. Uh, Robbie Anderson. So, strangely, I've had him on one of my lineups in my one of my leagues all season. He's very inconsistent, very unpredictable. Um, what happened? Why is he so high in the rankings this week? Uh, on whose rankings? Uh, well, it's on Fantasy Pros. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the expert consensus ranking. Yes, to uh, pick him up this week. But why this week? He's number two overall on the wide receivers. He's number two uh, as a waiver wire pickup. I'm sorry, I missed yes. your first part. Okay. Yes, yes. So, so again, Robbie Anderson has done really well just recently. A lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, Sam Darnold, who wasn't doing so well when he was seeing ghosts, quote-unquote, uh, and having such a bad time after coming back from mononucleosis, um, and the Jets offense in general, who wasn't really, uh, it wasn't getting sparked. Right. Now you've got uh, Chris Herndon, who was their tight end from last year. He's not going to play. So Ryan Griffin's locked in. He's doing well. Le'Veon Bell is their running back. He started off uh, inconsistent, but now is doing better. Um, Sam Darnold, again, came back from an injury that was a huge injury that made him weaker as a person. Now he's he's building it back up. He's becoming a more substantial uh, person, not Human not, being. not so much of a ghost. And, uh, and, and Jameson Crowder, who's another wide receiver on that team, has been really, really good. So what you're seeing is just the, the revitalization of the New York Jets offense towards the last half of the season. And to be completely honest with you, the matchups are pretty good for the Jets going forward. When we talk about uh, defense in a little bit, we're going to talk about those uh, defenses that you want to bring into the playoffs. The Jets are one of those teams because uh, because the Jets play. 
Um, and I'll I'll probably uh, well they go up against Miami in week fourteen and everyone looks forward to that right uh, so so they play uh, they play Miami um, and then they play uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh but in weeks thirteen and fourteen the Jets should be pretty good this is one of those things where I was going to say uh, there's again I'll touch on this later but streaming on defenses you might want a team like the Jets for 13-14, and then pick another team for 15-16 where they play Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Yeah, so it's interesting because um, I typically just keep my kicker all year round. I know that in the early years, you and Jason were not fans of that. Um, And I was kind of the same with defense. And I quickly came to learn you don't just pick a defense and stick with them unless maybe if you've got New England. But typically... That's the kind of thing that you want to look at week to week, figure out where you can, you know, increase your chances of points, because that's really what it's all about for us, is points. Yep. So. Points. Interesting. (laughs) Good feedback. Thanks. Um, Russell Gage is the last guy on my list who is 7% owned, and we talked about him earlier because Julio Jones exited Sunday's game with a shoulder injury. Now, if Julio doesn't come back... Uh, we we have uh, to expect Russell Gage to be the guy who gets the the most um, has the most uh, advantage from him being out. So Gage coming in, backing up Jones, he had eight of ten targets for seventy six yards. So he's already right away a guy that you would play as a WR two or three on your team. Um, I mean, you could. You could say that maybe that was a one-time thing because the the defenses weren't planning for him. But let's be honest, uh, the wide receiver's routes are not going to be different. He's coming in in backup of a position that already exists. Those routes were the same. The playbook is the same. It's not like every single receiver has a different playbook that's individual to them. They they knew what he was doing. They just didn't expect the fresh legs to come out of there. So uh, Russell Gage is a guy that you could expect to be uh, a really good guy an every-down snap player, if Julio Jones doesn't play. And unfortunately, like uh, uh, Jason in the chat mentioned earlier, um, sure, you could you could absolutely uh, go ahead and, uh, and plan on Julio Jones not playing, maybe slotting someone else in, but if your other two options play earlier in the day on Thursday, then <laughs> you, you might as well just go crawl back in whatever hole you, you came out of. You know, and and just count that as an L, right? <laughs> I mean, these things these things happen. Um, so let's let's go ahead and uh, and and bring on one more tune uh, while we get ready for the next segment. I got I got I got I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though ambition flow inside my DNA. I was born like this, and sworn like this, immaculate conception. I transform like this, perform like this, which else you a new weapon. I don't contemplate, I meditate, then off your fucking head. This that put the kids to bed. This that I got, I got, I got, I got realness. I just kill shit cause it's in my DNA. Personally, I, I love that artist, but I, I'm not going to say anything about it. I can't say anything about it because it could give away uh, the the theme. Was he a guest on Hot Ones? Uh, no, he has not yet. Not yet. Not yet been on Hot Ones. 
But uh, but cheers to Sean on Hot Ones. If uh, if our audience hasn't seen that show, please please go check it out on YouTube. Hot Ones, part of First We Feast. They have a fantastic interview show based on my almost. It's got to be my favorite entree. I think chicken wings are, are are superior to hamburgers in most cases, personally. And we even had them tonight in honor of it. I know some people are going to disagree with me, but I love I love some chicken wings with some hot sauce. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. So let's talk about uh, some tight ends that we got going on. Ryan Griffin, we talked about just a couple minutes ago on the Jets. 43% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Drink 5's number 10 tight end to start this week. Number 10. Jess, number 10. Number 10. I mean, how did he get there, right? He, he Sorry, to- who are we talking about he again? He totally snuck in the door. Ryan Griffin, Jets, oh. number 10. Sorry, I was still thinking about the last shot. So he has uh, he's been great over the past couple of weeks, and before that, when Chris Herndon was out, there have been a couple of weeks that I've seen him play, and one which I played him in where he scored a touchdown, but it was called back. Uh, by the way, I disagreed with that call. <laughs> I, I sent a, a, a letter via snail mail to the officials, but they haven't gotten back to me. Well, it probably hasn't gotten there yet. So Yeah, it's snail mail. I mean, what are we going to do? He had three of 13 and a touchdown last week uh, against the Raiders. And I, I feel like, you know, the Jets uh, have some good matchups coming up in the next two weeks. They're playing the Bengals this week. So you have a Jet player that you like? Start your Robbie Andersons. Play all the Jets. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. That actually makes me very happy to hear. So like I said, I've had him on one of my leagues all year. Um, was never very happy about starting him, but um, I'm hoping to look forward to these next two weeks. Yeah. This week and next week. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, Mike Gesicki, Miami Dolphins, 15% owned in Yahoo Leagues. He's our number 18 tight end. Of course, he's the tight end for the Dolphins, who was a rookie last year. Um, He got his first touchdown ever in his NFL career last week, and he's been targeted six times in the past four games. So uh, that's not a huge amount, but... He, his usage is, is rising a little bit and it's been more consistent. So uh, number 16 tight end, you have to understand, is like uh, is like having the the fourth best kind of pepperoni on a pizza. But this is where we are in, in tight ends right now this year in fantasy season. That's like the Marco's pizza, tiny little crappy pepperonis. Yeah, you're, it's like the fourth best carryout pizza. You're like, you know, what should we order? Well, if we scratch off the first five different kinds of pizza... We have Marco's Pizza, I guess, right? They also sell movies, probably. I probably. don't know. Uh, maybe they should concentrate on one or the other. Because <laughs> video rentals and pizza don't seem to... Actually, they kind of do. <laughs> oh, you're right. Nobody rents videos anymore. Right. Wait, guess what? Nobody likes Marco's Pizza either. It's, it's a tough gig. Damn, Marco's. Sorry about that, bro. Maybe you shouldn't have gone out of business. <laughs> um... So here's a here's a quick song that we have to play. Uh, this is from The Ringer to give credit where credit is due. It also belongs to uh, to our same music theme uh, that we've been talking about all night. So I'm going to play it for you now. We do en- not own the rights. Enjoy. Yeah. 
house with a pigskin in my mouth. Working that lead, look at him record breaking. Just one little quarterback, call him Mr. Raven. We thought he's just running around till he hit his man for his fifth touchdown. He taught us tricks and mischief are amazing. So from now on, call him Mr. Raven. Other teams, look how good you could have been, Mr. Raven. Rivals, won't you listen to That, that was actually filmed in front of a live studio audience. And again, compliments to The Ringer on this particular broadcast. Go check out their site. It is pretty awesome if you didn't already know. Uh, I want to just touch on uh, defenses in general. Let's talk about uh, um, some defenses that you could play this particular week. And the ones I want to touch on uh, specifically are Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles defense is 43% owned in Yahoo leagues right now, but they're our number one defense uh, via Drink Five rankings. And damn, I mean, they had six sacks and two turnovers against the Seahawks last week. The Seahawks are no slouch. Um, there's there's really no reason why they should have given up that kind of uh, uh, of defensive play. And they're playing the Dolphins. They're literally playing the Dolphins. So they had a great week last week. They're playing the Dolphins. How many times can I say this? A, a wonderful week last week, playing the Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, the Dolphins are allowing 4.2 sacks per game. So Philadelphia Eagles, although earlier in the year they weren't playing up to par, up to spec, what they should have done based on our expectations, um, last week's game allows me to say I think they're doing a little bit better, and they're playing against the Dolphins. You got it, Jess? Who are they playing again? The Dolphins. Ah. Okay. And the Jets, 26% owned in Yahoo Leagues. And number five defense for Drink 5, the Jets have looked really good. Um, and they only had one sack on Sunday, but they got two turnovers and a touchdown. Now they play the Bengals. Let's say it, Jess. The Bengals. The Bengals. They play the Bengals on Sunday. Who do they play, Jess? I think they're playing the Bengals. Right. So... <laughs> So the Bengals switch from Ryan Finley to Andy Dalton. What does that change? Nothing because they're absolutely playing absolutely nothing because they're playing the Bengals. So who do you play uh, when when your season depends on it? You play any defense that looks remotely good that plays the Dolphins or and the Bengals. The Bengals. But you know what's great about this week? It lines up perfectly like some kind of crazy constellation, uh, um, you know, werewolf-creating vampire demon from Supernatural or something. It's, it's a great defense and uh, a decent defense playing the Dolphins and the Bengals. It's intense. I liked it. So let's please go and pick up those guys if they're available on the wire. I'm doing it right now. Oh, right now you are? Literally right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm rostering so hard right now. <laughs> She's rostering. It's so good. So the last thing that we want to touch on uh, before we break for the evening, and no one's going to scream break, so no ideas, Jess. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about defenses that are good for the playoffs and, and which ones you might want to start uh, you know, going forward or picking up right now. 
One of the things that we haven't talked about that much uh, during the year because it hasn't been to that point is who do you pick up in anticipation of matchups that happen in the playoffs? So, of course, you have to make it there, right? But once you make it there, you realize that, oh, my guys don't have very good matchups now. Like, maybe you have, uh, um, like like I was saying, the, the Jets defense against Baltimore in Week 15 or something. That's, that's not going to be great for them. Going to have a bad time. Uh, or an offensive skill position against a team like the New England Patriots in Week 15 or 16. If you make it to the championship, suddenly you're just going to lose because you didn't have the foresight to pick up a player uh, to swap out from that position. Well, specifically for defenses, let's look at streaming options that could be good in the weeks to come. The New York Jets defense, like I said earlier, Week 14 against Miami, but Week 15 and 16 against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. So 15 and 16, not so great. However, watch what's happening. If Devlin Hodges is not good for uh, the Steelers, or if they put Mason Rudolph back in and they just struggle offensively, then it might not be a good, uh, uh, it might not be a bad time to play the Jets against that Pittsburgh offense. But I would not play anybody right now against the Baltimore offense. Dallas Cowboys defense goes up against Chicago in Week 14. Uh, Los Angeles Rams in Week 15, and Philadelphia in Week 16. So the Cowboys have a pretty good series of teams that have not been doing well offensively over the over the year. Uh, the Cowboys defense is not a bad team to own to swap out with whatever defense you might have or to play for the remainder of the playoffs. And again, this is Week 14, 15, and 16. So please keep in mind, you could pick them up now with one slot, that you have open or a guy that you have picked up to just be uh, you know, a backup for someone, at this point in the season, it's probably better for you to plan for the future than it is to plan for an injury, statistically speaking. So proud of you. Talking about having two defense on your roster. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are the things that people do, Jess, when they win championships, and I realize oh, you I haven't know. done that I since the it. first year you well, played. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> But, you know, you, you should you should plan on these things. Philadelphia Eagles defense, they play the Giants. After, after being the number one defense this week, in week 14 they play the Giants, not a great team. In week 15 they play Washington, not a great team. So the Eagles are a wonderful team to pick up and play in week 14 and 15 versus those two anemic, turnover-ridden uh, offenses. Kansas City Chiefs, they play New England, and then Denver, and then Chicago. E. So I'm going to say, Kansas City owners, you better find somebody else, you know. Uh, although, to be honest, uh, Week 15 and Week 16 are not horrible, depending on how the quarterback situations are going. Um, Denver's quarterback situation right now is Brandon Allen. It could be Drew Locke when he comes in. And Chicago is either Trubisky or, or Daniels. So week 15 and 16, Kansas City Chiefs might be a surprise waiver wire pickup uh, for, for those guys to close out the year on a good note versus horrible offenses. Uh, Seattle Seahawks defense, they have the Rams in week 14, Carolina Panthers in week 15, and Arizona Cardinals in week 16. So... I like playing against the Rams right now, um, and, and Carolina has generally been uh, not a horrible offense to play against, but with Christian McCaffrey there uh, and, and with Kyler Murray on Arizona, I would say um, that the C Seattle Seahawks is, are really only usable uh, next week against the Rams. 
Last guy on my list is the Oakland Raiders defense versus Tennessee in Week 14, uh, Jacksonville in Week 15, and the Chargers in Week 16. So that's a decent matchup versus uh, teams that are giving up fantasy points. Um, not so much last week with uh, Tannehill, but in general, the Titans have given up a good amount of fantasy points to opposing defenses. So my recommendations right now are the Eagles and the Cowboys as teams that you could play the whole year, basically. And the Jets for this week and next week. Uh, and I also like Kansas City to kind of close out the year. Uh, week 15 and 16 is not bad. But really what I want to do here is I want I want everyone to uh, to realize that while you have a big bench in a lot of leagues, you don't necessarily need to just leave a whole bunch of backups on it. What you could do instead is look out for those matchups for those skill positions that you have, uh, quarterback, wide receiver, running back. See if you can figure out ones that are better than your current starters matchups and pick those guys up instead of the backups that you currently have playing. So we appreciate everybody listening tonight. Uh, Jess, do you have anything else to add right now? I do. What's up? As Jason in the chat pointed out, that first year was not the only year that I won a thing. <laughs> I also won the Guillotine League last year. It was, you know, Guillotine League, uh, one person is eliminated per week, last man standing. However, as I like to point out, it was not last man standing. It was the last woman standing. Yes, ma'am. She she won she won that uh, league last year. I Thanks was, for the reminder, Jason. I was specifically talking about the regular fantasy leagues. But you know what? I don't want to take anything away from you. Uh, my my fiancée, Jess, here has been really, really good at fantasy. Uh, and in general, she's leading the uh, the confidence pool right now. So, oh, so mad that's props, true. Mad props to you. That's true. All right. All right, football girl. <laughs> We appreciate it. So uh, on that note, we're going to send you out for one more song. And if you know the theme, please do email us and let us know what that is. Auntie, I see you out there. I know you know it. Don't you want a prize? We really appreciate everybody listening uh, now and afterwards. And we we will see you later. Happy Thanksgiving, (laughs) y'all. Maybe. Dance on the floor in the round.